The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I am your host, Lenny, or Lloyd, something like that. How are you guys? I hope you guys are doing well. This podcast, I have a few of the regulars join in a kind of a Blue Falcon court, Scotch v. Toby. We're going to talk a lot about the different types of academies and mainly our experiences I think this is a topic we'll probably be able to visit again, but without going into too much detail, Toby and Scotch have different academy experiences, and there's a little animosity towards each other, so we're going to try and sort that all out on the podcast. But before we do that, i got to give big thanks to our good friends over to officerprivacy.com. You guys are regular listeners. You know that Officer Privacy makes Sunday podcasts possible. And if you're new and you don't know what officer privacy is, let me tell you, your information is all over the internet and specifically people search sites. So as a cop, that's concerning. You know, your names are somewhat public. You uh, piss somebody off on a call. You're involved in a critical incident. It's fairly simple to Google your name and your information comes up where you live, family members, phone numbers, all kinds of stuff. Now, officer privacy is not just for cops. We talk about it a lot in the law enforcement capacity, but you're somebody that just values your privacy and you just don't want that information out there. Boom. Officer privacy takes care of that. They got a couple ways to do it. They have a do-it-yourself option. They give you the tools to take care of it and an easy system to follow, and you remove your information off these people search sites. Or you can be like me, sign up for the premium service. You fill out a simple form. They take care of the rest, and then you just sit back and make a podcast or go to work or do what normal people do. Those are my friends, officerprivacy.com. Now, real quick, before we get to the music and to the podcast, I neglected during the recording to do the officer of the podcast, so we're going to take care of that right now. As you guys know, nominate your buddies who are out there doing good work, and if they win, I will send them out a special patch made specifically for this podcast by my good friends over at Ghost Patch, which you should make sure to go check them out. We got some new stuff coming out hopefully soon. Today's winner, 
I have a good friend and a fellow brother in blue named Blankety Blank at a neighboring agency in Blankety, 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 Blankety. He got injured saving a female who hung herself. And after saving her, after saving her life, him and another officer were carrying her out of the wood and he got hit in the crotch. Oh my God. Rupturing a testicle. I nominated him for the Purple Heart through the National Police Officer Hall of Fame only to be informed that his chief at the time refused to provide them with any info so they could not confirm the story. He had surgery to remove the damaged testicle and has since returned to duty. However, just like with any work comp claim, the city council and new chief and admin are treating him like crap. I hate to see a good officer and a friend getting crapped on just for doing his job and saving a life. Holy shit, that story was nuts. But in all seriousness, ugh, God. You fucking give up your nut for your community, and this is how you get thanked by the department. At least I can send him a patch. I don't know how we follow that story with anything on the podcast, but we're going to try. Before we get into the podcast, I got a new band to uh, play for you guys. The name of the band is Let Me Bleed, and the song is called The Disconnect, which I listen to, and as the kids would say, is bussin'. Here's a piece of that, and we'll be right back with the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This episode, we're going to talk about different academy experiences. And I have a few of my lovers joining us. I have the man, the myth, the legend. Better call Saul. How are you, buddy? Good. What up? Just here to watch the bloodbath. It could be a bloodbath. And in corner number one, missing all of his teeth and not wearing trunks because he's a redneck, we have weighing in at a slim 180 pounds, Mr. Scotch. Hello. Was that good? Was that good or was that okay? It was way off. Fuck. Okay. Scotch, that was really intimidating. And in corner two, (laughs) wearing a mouth guard and padding because he's a little bitch. Tobias, sup? You didn't give us his weight. (laughs) And in the other corner, weighing a slim (laughs) six hundred and fifty (laughs) pounds, it's glandular. Oh, Oh, fuck! I set myself up for failure there. What was that song? I said they sleep under the house in the summer because it's cooler. (laughs) Don't judge me, okay? Actually, since you brought it up, Toby, you're right. I am a big, fat dynamo. But I I was going to make a major announcement on the podcast since everybody cares about my personal life. She heard? Say what now? No, no, no. Uh, Zizzers, Zazzers, Zuz, I think. (laughs) 
It took me a second. I did get that though. That was well done. Um, I no scissors as or says, by the way, classic book. Anyway, I, um, I've been kind of fighting the same weight and not really moving past it for the last year. And I need to put a little skin in the game and I've been doing this all wrong. Instead of I'm going to do the dry January or whatever, I'm going to make drinking a reward. So tonight I'm having a few, few briskies briskies. I'm having a few brewskies and a little bit of whiskey because I wanted to enjoy my last beer potentially for a little while with you boys. And I, I have a, a milestone I'd like to get to before I can drink again. And a few other things I, I like to indulge in. So I'm trying, Toby. Okay. I'm trying. I believe that you can do it. You got to do it. The scotch. Oh, scotch muted his mic. So I'm down. So, oh, okay. I, you know what? I think Lloyd could use a little professor scotch motivational speech right now cut your sugar out (laughs) that's what i'm gonna do no cookies you guys want to hear what it is it's very simple cut your sugar no liquor (laughs) no sugar liquor liquor's not that bad liquor i don't even know her no the the whole issue (laughs) with the liquor i heard it the whole issue with the liquor is that it's like i'm trying to reward myself like i make this milestone then i can have some beer to give a little background on this, Toby and Mr. Scotch here, Professor Scotch, they have had some disputes over the last few months about academies. And I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, my thoughts on some of the academies. But basically, I know there's probably something else out there in the country, but you have the military-type academies. You have some <laughs> okay. academy. Did you say? Did you say gay? No, I had to cough. Go ahead. Oh, hey! Oh. If showering, if showering with a bunch of naked dudes is gay, then color me gay, okay? <laughs> but so you have those. You have, I would say, like the academy I went to was like paramilitary, but I would say it's definitely not as tough as some of the other ones in the country. And then you have the community college type college atmosphere academies, and. Today, we're going to discuss those, and we're probably going to come to a conclusion on which one's the best, because we're the authority on that, I think. Should I do this in the style of Blue Falcon Court? I was going to suggest that. I think I could draw more blood if I was less professional. Well, it's we'll just it'll be like... Um, what was that show on MTV, the claymation one where they beat the shit out? It's Celebrity Death Match, Cribs. Blue Falcon Court. <laughs> Who's Sweet 16? That? That <laughs> Who said Cribs? That's fucking amazing. Us to boss. Show us what's in your fridge. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. God, every time, every episode. Guys, do you guys remember when MTV used to have music? It was awesome. It was really yeah, fun. yeah, I enjoyed it. You know what I didn't like is when they. You remember TRL with Carson Daly? Yeah, yeah. he would okay. show like not even a minute of each video. Oh, it pissed me video. off. It, it pissed me can off. We play the whole fucking can thing. We, can we discuss though? My wife and I had this conversation the other day. 
how did that no talent ass clown Carson Daly keep getting fucking jobs? Yeah, he's the personality of a two by four. A great question. Isn't he on like what is it like the Today Show or something now? He does something. I don't even know. But how was he banging cross-eyed Tara Reed boobies? Who wasn't? Wait, was that before or after her infamous boob jab? I don't know, but that just had to be the weirdest couple ever. I'd love to hear what they discussed over dinner. I'd love to watch. Well, that's weird. (laughs) That was awkward. Anyway, on to the topic at hand. Celebrity death match. Blue Falcon Court. Saul is my assistant judge and holy shit. Hold on a second. Saul, would you like to preside over this case? Or do you want to be an extra witness? I think Saul's kind of got a conflict of interest here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you he's know my what? expert witness. Let's make Saul can no, be he's the not. expert witness for anybody. Yes, he is. I have four no, he's not. Witnesses. I have four expert witnesses I'd like to call. Name them. I'm st- I'm not going to get did, did you file discovery? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I would like it to be known that I don't have a conflict because I have finger popped all the litigants. Huh? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> huh? You finger popped me. Gay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Saul, you're the expert witness slash whatever the fuck you want to do. And I will preside over this Blue Falcon celebrity deathmatch case of Professor Scotch versus Toby in the case of Real Academy versus Fake Academy. (laughs) Mr. Scotch, do you have any opening statements? Banjos. Uh... Thanks for reminding me. I don't have any opening statements because I feel Boom, like Rose said my turn. Fight. Well, let's huh? let's judge again. <laughs> well, you heard I've him. He said up. he literally said, "I don't have any opening statements." You didn't. Let you fucked up. You said judge, and you stupid shit. Wow! <laughs> Throw it out. Throw it out, judge. I'm to the All seat. right. Judge Saul is stepping in. Why don't we do this? How about we have each side describe what type of academy they went to and where so we at least have a basis to start with for all the millions of listeners. And then you can yell at each other. Scott, you may proceed. Okay, so what do you want first? Just my experience with my style of academy? Yeah, just talk about your academy, what you went through, and why you think it's better. Okay. Um, so that wasn't what I, my opening statement was going to consist of. Holy fuck. You gave up your opening statement and now you don't want to give an opening statement. You are fucking being Toby right now. Hey, (laughs) hey, if somebody is listening to this for the first time, they have no clue what kind of academy each of you went to. Or why you hate each other so much. So I just we feel are, like we have to back up. That statement was uncalled for and untrue. <laughs> <laughs> I am the judge. I say what I want. This is a kangaroo overruled. Court. Yeah. It, yes, I'll, it is. I'll sustain this his a, hurt feelings. This is a kangaroo court. <laughs> except you're not doing any jumping. 
Because I'm fat. Uh, he needs a band aid for his boo boo bunny feelings. Okay, maybe boo-hoo. this is a horrendous idea. Okay, okay, maybe look. this is just a horrendous idea of the court thing because clearly Scotch is the professor cannot handle this. Oh, I can handle it. Continue. Okay. Um, speaking Scotch. of, did you guys know that Night Court is coming back? What the fuck? Oh, that show is awesome. Yeah. All right. Remembered it being awesome. I it might not actually be awesome. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Scotch, let's try this again. Please tell the court and all the millions of listeners about the style of academy you went through and what it was like. Okay. Um, so in a nutshell, I went through a paramilitary academy. Um <clears throat> Very, it was, um, generally speaking, it was Monday through Friday. Um, it was in-house barracks. Um, all the, uh, cadets or students, uh, we would live at the academy with no contact, um, from outside, no cell phones, no email, nothing like that. It was completely, uh, inclusive and, uh, there was most of the time we were allowed to leave the academy on um, the weekend, but sometimes that wasn't the case. Um, like I said, it was paramilitary, so it was it was very strenuous, extremely high PT standards, um, extremely high weapon standards, shooting and weapon manipulation things obviously defensive tactics and and everything else uh, generally speaking um <clears throat> i'm going to say it was probably maybe 40% learning environment maybe 40% yeah 60% uh physical uh demanding and Literally, I could speak for a very long time on why I think that is better than a campus-style academy. I'm I'm not going to say it's the only way and it's the only academy, but um, I can I can speak for a very long time so, on why. Scott, let me it. let me yeah. ask you a question because it just popped in my head. Yes, sir. And. We'll talk about the the pitfalls of of the campus style, but and I'm I'm just spitballing here. I'm not saying this is a fact or anything, but did you feel that some people in the academy were fucking studs as far as the physical part of the academy, but when they got out onto the road into the street, they didn't get good learning as far as how to be a cop and how to interact with people normally. Do you know what I'm getting at there? Yeah. I'm sure that that is the case. And, and, you know, from officer to officer, I'm sure that happens. I never witnessed it. I never saw it. And it's my understanding. It's my perspective that, you don't really learn how to be a police officer in the academy. 
you learn how to be a police officer from your FTO, from the senior senior guys on your on your shift, um, and from guys that's been there and done that for a few years. Um, one of the one of the biggest <clears throat> one of the biggest aspects that I like about a I want to say paramilitary academy, but a but a physically demanding, emotionally and and mentally demanding academy is a lot of folks are interested in this this line of work and this this career um, for the wrong reason and or wrong reasons. Um, some, some, some folks just want to wear the t-shirt and say they're a cop. That's everybody can have hundreds of examples of people that they knew like that. Um, I feel like a physically, mentally, emotionally demanding academy, not always, but more than a campus academy, it kind of weeds those folks out. If you just want to do it to say you're a cop and to have the badge and to have the power, you're probably not going to be willing to give and and offer so much of yourself if all i've got to do is go through um you know if all i got to do is go to college to get this then hell yeah everybody's everybody will do it so i think that the biggest thing is the biggest takeaway that i have is the folks in my experience that i've seen that did not need to be there they were weeded out they were weeded out soon not everyone there were some, there were some turds that made it through and made it, made it to the field. Um, but I feel like in a campus academy, it's not so much of a filter. Now, Toby, I'm going to give you a chance to speak in just one second, but I, I wanted to share a quick experience from my academy is, you know how it is, right? Like, the last academy or the last class that went through was the worst class and the class before was the best class kind of thing. Right. But, you know, we were told like, you know, it's, it got easier. Like the lot within the last five years, it's easier than, than when I went through. And, you know, I, I look at now hearing stories from our academy, what happens now. I'm like, Oh, that fucking sounds like cake compared to what we went through. Everybody says that, but I will say, there were some people that were absolutely fucking studs in the academy. They didn't make it out of FTO. So sometimes that doesn't translate, if that makes sense. But I uh, I appreciate your input, sir. Toby, please tell us about your academy experience. Um, well, first of all, let me wake up because, Scott, you... Uh, bored me to sleep there he can't tell you about academy experience because he never went (laughs) go ahead i'm sorry i yield my time what what is that music what is going on i'm describing your academy it's comedy (laughs) you have a youtube ad on again right now (laughs) did you go to the podcast brought to you by subaru and Oompa It's that song, Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. You couldn't hear it? It's classic. Anyway. I think the judge for... is biased. Yeah, fuck yeah, I am. He's... Thanks for ruining my joke, you asshole. So, I'm sorry. Uh... I'll, I'll turn off the music now. Tell us about your academy experience. 
Well, now I don't want to. <laughs> okay, so, uh, uh? my state. That... Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> I'm sorry. I let you ramble on for like you twenty did. minutes. It felt like you did. I'm sorry. I apologize, brother. I was very courteous. You were, and I appreciate that. I did and not expect you, you to be so courteous. You have no idea how many times I wanted to burst out and, and make fun of you. I feel like I've damaged your trust. I've abused your trust. You guys need to just grab your respective southern white blend deer <laughs> urines, spray a little behind your ears, mm. and calm down. Yeah. Asshole. Mm. Give me that Esther Stowe. I'm sorry, Tobias. You are correct, sir, and I was immature. It's, okay. it's all right. I'm, I will rut with you again. We'll be rutting. We're going to get an apartment together. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rub ourselves in deer urine and talk about Dale Earnhardt. Okay. And lightly touch mustaches. <laughs> Our mustaches are going to get Velcro together. <laughs> gay! Of course no, I have gay. to pretend to be mad at you for the next hour or so. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Scotch. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> for real. Uh, so in my state, we have our state police academy. Where obviously our state police goes, uh, but then also they have a municipal academy that goes to the same place. It's basically like a three month version of the same thing, um, without all the boring vehicle code shit like that. Um, but then we also have a few more academies in the state. Um, we have, um, I don't Lloyd, you were saying something like a long time ago about there being some like part time, like online thing. I don't know. I'd never really heard of that. But um, and then we have a couple other uh, municipal academies. Um, oh, yeah. And then Chicago PD has their own academy. And then I don't know if Cook County does. But basically, I went to like the main uh academy in the state that was not the state police academy it's not a community college it's at a major four-year university very reputable but it was not it was not militaristic uh there was a physical aspect to it we did pt every single day um our dt was pretty intense but you know it (laughs) We didn't march, okay, Scotch. I know that's like ninety percent of what your academy did. We didn't do any marching, um, but you know they didn't. Uh, we didn't. We didn't get screamed at. We didn't get. Um, I mean, we get smoked a couple of times, but nothing like like military smoked or whatever. But you know they treat us very professional. Um, which were there some. Uh, some 
losers <laughs> in their academy. Yeah, okay, sure. But you know what? They're going to, once they hit the street and get to FTO, they're going to get weeded out anyway. Um, so whether they get weeded out from their department at the academy or when they get the FTL, doesn't really matter. They're going to get weeded out. So I felt like there was um, less stress about uh, getting screamed at and doing PT and all that to where I could actually focus on what I needed to learn. Um, I feel like I had a better mindset about it. Um, getting treated like a professional to where I could really focus what I needed to. So let me ask you this. And I, I really, after what you said, I have just a couple of questions. First and foremost, why are you gay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you forced me to be that one night in Omaha. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right, but but on a serious note, I I have two things I wanted to say. The first thing is I do not, and I've said this before, and I won't go on a wild tangent forever about it. I don't like the idea of people we know aren't going to be cops getting police training. I And I know there's a lot of reasons why states do what they do, but I really just don't think people should be going to the academy until they're hired. That's just me. But where where did you get that from anything I said? Because you told me people were going through and you knew they were going to get fired in FTO. No, no. Okay. Exactly so right there. I, I never said I knew they were going to get fired. I was saying if they, if they're going to get washed out, whether it's in the Academy or FTO, they're going to get washed out. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact of police work that not everyone is going to make it through FTO. Well, clarifying question, Mr. Tobias, sir. Was everybody in your academy sponsored by an agency or did you have self-sponsored as well? Everyone was sponsored by an agency. Okay. That okay. That makes it better. Here's my Thank here's you. my issue with not getting washed out until FTO. By the time you're on FTO, the public could not care less if you are on FTO or if you're a Season ten year guy. Once you're out of that academy and you are on the street with your FTO, you're a cop, and the public doesn't care. You are making contact with the public. So if you're a washout, you better wash out before you get to FTO. Carry on. Uh, I what's the point of FTO then? Yeah, I was gonna say I generally. Oh, shut the fuck up. I generally no, agree with uh? that. <laughs> huh? I. Ah. You know what, Toby? I'm not being a gentleman. You go first. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're important. Is, is this going to be a gentleman off? Hope. We're in a Midwestern standoff. Midwestern standoff. <laughs> oh, nope. No, you go Ope. ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hope. Sorry. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. I was going to say, that, though. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say because I'm so distracted by the Opes. <laughs> go ahead, Toby. No, I couldn't. You go ahead. I, I literally been talking do not day, remember what I was going to say. I do not remember what I was going to say. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, about being washed out. I, I think I think there are people that can 
struggle and pass the academy and do better on the streets. I, for one, I do not. It's just, I. you know what? I don't want to make myself sound like an exception. I know a lot of people don't like classrooms, but that's not a place I excel in a classroom. And yeah, we can I tell. Felt, it's obvious. Thank you. But I felt like once I got to the street and I could apply everything I learned on the street, it made a whole lot more sense and it was easier for me. And I know there has to be other people like me. Now there's people that are soup sandwiches all throughout the academy and that continues throughout FTO. But I, I think, and maybe we'll get into this later or maybe we'll get into this now, but I, I think that there's, I think sometimes people get washed out that don't need to be washed out because they don't give people enough time to let it fucking click. Now I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that back though, because I feel like now that's not a thing, but I felt like I would run across people from my old agency that got washed out and had totally good careers because they didn't extend people very often where now I think they're actually extending people like, a year and all this crazy shit. I'm sure you guys oh, have damn. heard those horror stories. Oh, I've heard crazy stuff like extending people past their probation just to make them pass. What? I think that's bad. Oh yeah. I I think that's bad, but I think sometimes, and maybe this is of a bygone era, they'd wash people out that really just needed a couple more weeks to let it click, you know? Yeah. A but year? That's I'm telling you. Those poor FTOs. Yeah. No kidding. They got to be on like DOR 200. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they just, and that's the thing is like people, we we need the bodies, we need the bodies, but they're not actually, if police departments were actually listening to the community, which hear me out, because I don't actually mean what I say, but they want, people are saying they want well-trained cops and good cops, but the people that can't figure out the job, they're like, we need people so bad. We got to push them through. Like, that's not, that's not what anybody wants. Correct. Some people just can't be cops, but again, the community doesn't know everything. But it, I'm I'm just trying to make a point. Sure. But sure, they can. They're called troopers. Uh, <laughs> uh, <everything laughs> makes sense. Huh? 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 Yeah, so. Yeah, so. I'd be so good to you, Scotch. <laughs> You'd wake up in the morning, and I'd just be there, being so good to you. <laughs> Tickling the small of your back with his mustache. <laughs> Staff scratch. My mustache be getting getting tangled in the hairs of your butt crack. God. Huh? I, <laughs> I I think that I agree with you, Lloyd. There's some, some guys. So I was good. one. I was one. That didn't really, I'll tell you what was the so tough for me is I was raised as a kid, I was raised in a barn (laughs) and I was raised to, you know, and I'm sure you guys were too, to respect people that are older than you, especially like your grandparents. Jesus. (laughs) What? You were telling a story about how you were raised? Yes. Ambiance. By wolves. Ambiance. (laughs) I wish I was raised by wolves. I seem like it. But, you know, to respect folks that are older than you, especially like grandparents, you know, age folks. And then 
that's the way I was taught and the way I acted my entire life. And then when I hit the street, like I had to tell, you know, I'm 21 years old, 22 years old, and I'm having to tell this 48 year old guy what to do because he's such an idiot and so drunk that he can't follow simple instructions. I'm having to yell at him and demand he do what I say. And that was super tough for me. And that was, that's probably one of the harder things I struggled with while on FTO is giving orders, you know, and, and what to do if someone doesn't follow the order, because that was completely backwards from, from how I was taught as a, as a human, that makes, if that, if that makes sense. So I, I understand maybe not getting it to begin with. Yeah. And to get back on, on topic, but yeah, I, I agree. I, again, I, we could debate that for a long time, but Toby, there was one more thing you said that I wanted to talk about and I want to latch on to like your supple breast is <laughs> The, Can we uh, go with teat? Teat with the supple. I'm latch on to your little button penis. <laughs> you saw that? Does it glow in the dark? <laughs> nope. <laughs> does, does that kit come in micro? Asking for a friend. But <laughs> any, any... <laughs> you could just make two of them with the excess. <laughs> <laughs> I could make four of them. What are you talking about? There's two <laughs> color options. You could suction uh, them to your forehead. Couldn't even see them. But you said about the academy not being stressful and you could really like focus on what you needed to learn. While I think that is good, but don't you see the problem of not being stressed in the academy when you're going to have Probably one now, of the most stressful jobs in the country. To be fair. To be fair. I never but, said it wasn't stressful. I'm just saying. You, lit- you, you literally said. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. The college was stressful for me, too. <laughs> but, I mean, you know. I, I bet it was. Learning it was hard for me teacher. hanging out with all the hot chicks and playing Frisbee every day. College was rough. <laughs> I know where you went to college, and I, <laughs> I judge you for that. But I'll leave. No, I didn't say my academy wasn't stressful. I'm saying there wasn't that one stress aspect of it getting smoked by your TAC instructors or whatever uh, in a paramilitary environment. There was still stress to it. It's just that aspect wasn't there. I'm glad you brought that up to us. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I want you to answer them directly. Are you willing to do that? No. You not answer questions? No. You can ask me. You're I'm under oath. Ask. You're you have you I'm, told God you would tell the truth. Your mom's <laughs> under oath. <laughs> your mom's under oath. I'm under My your mom. name is oath. <laughs> Okay, that was pretty oh, good. Oh, God, you would tell the truth. Okay, so. Fine, go ahead. As a police officer, as a police officer in the field, have you ever been yelled at? No. By a suspect? Never. Yeah, would he work day shift? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That may have been a lot. Have you, ever, have you ever been super tired on the job? 
I've never been tired ever. Except for the Only time he fell asleep on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, That's everybody the does joke, that. Saul. <laughs> okay, so part of <laughs> it's Fuck you sanguinette. It's <laughs> I don't know, squeeze it around your sweetie. So oh, he's it's... taking aquadum. Is it <laughs> wasn't a lake. So it's... what's an aquadum? <laughs> it's... What about taking it... a dump in a bathtub? <laughs> That's just taking a dump in a bathtub. Well, you guys have heard about an upper decker, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fire department. So being yelled at under stress, having to function professionally and by policy and um, while being yelled at, I think that is a huge aspect of policing. I was trained and learned how to do that in the academy. And in a safe and controlled environment so that if I stripped a gear while I was being yelled at and just freaked out, I'm not going to go to prison. I'm probably not, not going to get hurt. Um, no one's rights are going to be violated. I learned how to take someone screaming and yelling at me and continue to act professional, keep my head on a swivel and function physically, mentally, and emotionally. <laughs> Same thing with sleep depth. Um, a lot of academies, my academy was huge into sleep depth and probably depends on the agency, but so, um, a lot of our agency is responsible for night calls, meaning you mark off duty, you go home and go to bed, but you are on call for an eight, 10, 12 hour window for emergency response. So you may have to roll out of bed, throw the uniform on and respond to a, a DB in progress alone by yourself. So obviously I'm being waking up in the middle of the night, fast asleep, having to throw on a uniform quickly and efficiently and properly, and then having to drive super fast and, and function safely. Um, remember the rules um, all, all at the same time. And I think in the Academy, a lot of guys see sleep depth, and, uh, you know, the DI style, you know, yelling or shark attacks as being stupid. And I saw I thought it was stupid at the time as well. But I was fully prepared for things like that. As soon as I hit the street with my FTO, I was prepared to function under stress and stress not being that. Oh, no, I got a quiz tomorrow. No, my stress was. <laughs> someone's, <coughs> someone's, <laughs> someone's yelling at me that they're going to kill me and kill my family. And I've still got to act professional and do my job. So literally almost every second of the Academy was training. Um, I mean, even down to sleeping was part of training. Eating a meal was part of training in the, you know, mid meal having to get jerked up from the table and go, you know, throw a different uniform on and res respond to some area, um, some address and handle something professionally, even though I'm starving because I just sat down to eat. How many times have you sat down to eat and have to ditch your meal and take off? Happens all the time. On evening shift anyway, I don't know about day shift, but 
So that those are some of the small things about a military academy that I think are paramount. I mean, th- those are things that every officer deals with every day. When I was in the academy, I, I thought some of the shit was bullshit too. Yeah. But I can tell you, anytime it got hairy on the street, there was never like a thought about quitting or running away or, and I'm not saying Toby has these thoughts, but I'm just saying like, it just, it was instinct. And I know there was one time I talked about it. I'm not going to go into details again and again and again, but I got pepper sprayed by a cop. And I told myself as I'm fighting with the the suspect, I said, well, I've already done this. I'm going to just fucking do it again. It's not a big deal. I, and I know I'm sure, did you get pepper sprayed Toby? I'm sure you did. Yes. And you, did you have to fight through it and handcuff somebody and all that shit? Yep, sure did. Uh, okay, so at least you had that. But I, I do think having that stress, it becomes instinct. Saul, we've neglected you for a little while. I haven't really we, asked you about I have, this. I have a quick question about oh. some stuff Scotch said. I'm sorry, yeah. Saul. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I just okay. have to. Do you guys I'll know a lot of shark attacks in West Virginia? <clears throat> we do. You don't know what a shark attack is because you've never been to the academy. That's when a number of, um, that's when a number of Are they great white drill, drill instructors or oh, I bet they're hammerheads. Um, they are. Uh, they seek out the weak, and they they hammer you and put a lot of stress on you at one time, and try to get you to mess up. That describes that some people's sex life. I was saying, it sounds yeah. like my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> it was training. Choo-choo. I heard that there's sharks question. in the, the coal mines. Is that all you got, device? Can we move on? There was one more. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, something about you getting jerked sh- off at lunch. Getting jerks off? I don't know. That's what you there's, said. There's too much stress on you. You can't function. No, sorry. <laughs> Can I say something? I meant to say. You know what? I'm off duty. That's okay because I don't have that on call. I'm gonna. I live in civilization because I used to respect you. Well, let me. I meant to say at the beginning. I got all dolly whoppered. So I I I cannot speak about a campus style academy because I haven't been there. I, I can't speak about the military because, again, I haven't been there. Um, but I will say that I have a lot of buddies that went to campus academies. Uh, I, let me rephrase that. I, I know a lot of guys that went through some campus style academies. I'm not, not at all impressed. Like, I'm afraid for them. But wow. there have been a number of exceptions where I'm like, this dude could have went through any academy in the country and his his mental and emotional maturity is there. He would have been just fine. And you, Tobias, like no question in my mind would have been no issue. Anyone in our group, I have no doubt, Damn would it. have been no issue to go through any academy. In the, it's like, not good for our argument, Scotch. I know that, but I need to tell you that because I it's in my heart. And you, anything in my heart, 
I want to put on your lips. Mm. <laughs> Funny thing about my heart is it's located on my cock. <laughs> I know that. That's why I said it, it was an inside joke <laughs> that you made an outside joke. Because <laughs> right. I'm a grower. I've got a, I've got a legit question for each of you. Are you ready? I am. All right, so here's how I judge it, and tell me if you guys look at it any differently. Whenever, like, guys in my academy, guys that you're on duty with, whatever, I always look at would I go through a door with this person in a really fucked up situation and feel okay with it? Like a courtroom door? Yes. I like where you're going. Like a classroom door. I like where you're going. Yes. Like, do they have their pencils sharpened, or are we going to have to fuck around and look for a pencil? Like a divorce attorney's door. Yes. So with that understanding, the question that I would be curious to know from each of you, because you each went to somewhat different style academy is graduation day. You are done with all your training. It's before you hit the road. But what percentage, honestly, of your graduating class would you be comfortable going through a door with just the two of you in a fucked up ongoing situation? Tobias. Um, I'm trying to think of my graduating class because we all worked for, well, I shouldn't say all of us, but most of us work for different agencies and it's been about a decade now. Um, but I would say I, I, this is kind of a tough question because I don't know how their careers have progressed. Don't but care. I'm talking me. about at the time that you were done. Okay. Based on what you saw in training. I would say probably 80% of them. Okay. And you think about like the people you work with. I would say probably the same percentage of the people that I work with. Lenny, where are you at? Um... I would say like 95%. Scotch? <clears throat> I was thinking 95 legitimately before Tobias answered. I was thinking 95 and like Tobias said, probably the same amount with guys I work with now that, you know, I didn't necessarily go to the academy with. So, my my department back in the day experimented with a college atmosphere and then they went away with it and they went back to the the other style i wish i knew who came from those years of the college atmosphere to like you know the quote unquote the paramilitary because it would be interesting and i was thinking as we were doing all this talking that's the research that needs to be done or should be done going back and looking at all these critical incidents where we'll just say the officer fucked up badly. What type of Academy they went through. I, I think that would be very interesting if there was some kind of concrete number we could look at and say, Oh yeah. You know, if you went to paramilitary, you know, those people were involved in this percentage of fucked up incidents that the cops fucked up versus those who went to a, college atmosphere type academy fucked up this kind of these this percentage of mm-hmm. calls I, i'd be really interested in that i will say though like there is 
kind of a smallish uh, group of friends. I still keep in touch with to this day. Hundred percent, I would go through it through a door with any one of them. Um, but yeah, you know, there are some there are some stragglers at in my academy. But I would say the majority were pretty good squared away dudes, like Scott was saying, could have excelled at any one of the academies. It's just that's the one that we got sent to. Yeah, yeah and I'll, the reason why I was asking is so I teach at a regional academy for departments where people have been vetted. And I also teach at a community college that has both sponsored academies and self-sponsored academies. And I'll just say part of the reason why I asked is your numbers that you all gave genuinely track with exactly where I thought they would be just based on what I've seen. Saul, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, you've seen, and we'll get back to the whole debate, but I'm curious about this. You've been doing the Academy thing for a little while now, and you've noticed a change in the, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but the, the type of officer type of potential officer coming through. So it's several layers and I, I, I think it'll translate to obviously what you guys see on the street too, but I'll tell you that having taught pretty continuously in academies for the last, you know, five plus years in every single academy, I've got a sample size of hundreds and hundreds of officers that have gone through. It's noticeable. I can straight up tell you if I walk into a room without anybody telling me anything, I know which room is self-sponsored and which one is sponsored by agencies in the first 20 seconds and nobody has to tell me. Um, it's pretty apparent and obvious who's been vetted and who hasn't been. But even within that, over the last five years, it's been quite noticeable how, and talking to my homies that teach and run the academies, they can't hammer people the way they used to because you don't have the luxury of numbers behind it. If you wash out half the class, you're going to have staffing issues and you're going to have brass breathing down your neck because you're not filling spots that need to be filled. So I definitely have seen the caliber of people getting in and getting through has been certainly dropping. And that's a whole other discussion with all my friends who are you know, wanting to defund, but then expect increased training and recruiting and everything else. But it's been a noticeable decline and it's a little bit scary. And the reason I asked is kind of part on what I said earlier is that whole idea of like, well, you know, when I went through the Academy, it was so much tougher than when you fucking pussies went through. But then, you know, the salt dog would say that about my class. And so I am Here's just curious. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'll give you an example, right? I was teaching a self-sponsored class and sometimes, well, let me give a little background. I went through the first academy I went through was a reserve academy and it pissed me off because they did not hold us to the same standard because we were volunteers. So we just rotated through being class sergeant. And I vividly remember I went to the instructors and I said, look, stop handling us with kid gloves if you would make the regular guys run for a fuck up make us fucking run or do push-ups or whatever 
Um, and they just wouldn't do it because they didn't want people to wash out. And I found that carries over more and more to regular academies, um, which I think just does a disservice because you need to know who's going to quit if things get a little sketchy. But I was teaching. So I did not go to it. My first academy was not difficult. Um I grew up doing sports and everything else. I expect if somebody screws up to get smoked and we just wouldn't get it. Um, I could go on about that for days, but I was teaching a self-sponsored Academy and they just were lackadaisical. They weren't picking things up. You know, we had covered things extensively and they weren't getting the right answers. So I'd asked the director, I'm like, Hey, can I, can I run these guys? And he's like, do what you got to do. So I'm also one of those people, if I'm going to make them run, I'm going to run with them. And I wanted to prove a point. So I took them out to the parking lot and I made them sprint all the way down to the end of the parking lot and back. And I ran with them. I was twice the age of almost everybody in that class. And I smoked them. And that's not about me. It's about how fucking bad it was. So when I brought them back in the classroom, I was like, if you guys can't run to the end of a parking lot and back and fight, get the fuck out of this room. And they just looked at me like nobody had told them that before. It's just, it's fucking bizarre to me. It's terrifying. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to the podcast. I want to talk to you about my buddy, Brad Williams over at police fit. You guys see him on the page every single Monday on poorly made police memes. Brad's going to help the new applicants and active officers smash their fitness and regain their health. Brad has 11 years experience in the fitness industry, 17 years in the military, and is also a first responder. He's going to share his experience and expertise to help applicants get their dream job and help active first responders regain their health. That's Police Fit, and I'll have a link for you on the podcast description. Back to the podcast. Back on uh, back on track here. So, Toby, since we were mean... We're going to open it up to you. Feel free to make statements or ask Scotch questions about his academy and his stance to prove that you went to the superior type of academy. Uh, <clears throat> I do have do have one question off the top of my head. Scotch, what was you guys' like, uh, what was your washout rate during the academy? Hmm. For for my class specifically, yeah, sure. Um, so I think we started with like fifty two, maybe. I think we started with fifty two, and we dropped like six or eight in the first two weeks, and that seems to be the average between between four and eight per class will usually drop and they typically drop within the first month. If that helps you. Okay. Um, how, how long, how long was your academy? Six seven months? months. Seven. Yeah. Seven months. Okay. Hmm. So you, so four to eight drop within like the first month. How many 
recruits drop the rest of the six months? <clears throat> Very few. There's some usually in the last after after the first month, there may be one or two per class that drops. But a lot of that, so you can start our academy at 21. So a lot of those dudes that come in at 21, they have other irons in the fire. Like one dude that went through right after me, he got a record deal in Nashville. Um, and he dropped with like two weeks left of the academy. He dropped to go chase this record deal and be a country music star. So like – some some folks already have irons in the fire and they get other job offers blah 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 so there's we have some drop but it's not because they couldn't hack it it's because they were seeking better opportunities if that makes any sense at all yeah so okay here's another thing i just thought of you said you're pretty much cut off from the outside world correct yeah okay so they do they like take your cell phones and everything they don't take them but they're not allowed in the facility there you got to leave them in your car yeah okay yeah our state police academy is kind of the same way um did you i mean dude were you married when you went through the academy yet are you with uh i I had been married with i had been married for one month before i started the academy though didn't have kids yet nope you have any uh fellow recruits that had kids Yes, and I had one guy, I think, one guy had a kid in the academy. Oh, like he had the kid while he was in the academy? Yeah, his wife had the kid while he was there, like week four or something. Did they let him go back for that? Yeah, they did. Yeah. How long did they let him take off? Um, 48 minutes. <laughs> he was... He was allowed to go and sign the paperwork, then he had to come back. No, I, I <laughs> I'm not real. I'm not real sure. It wasn't super long. I want to say it was no more than a week that he was allowed to take off while while in the academy. But cases like that, um, like one of my boots that I trained, his wife was pregnant, and she gave birth like right after he graduated the academy. So he told the instructors my wife is pregnant she's having some issues you know it would it be cool if she has any problems can she call up here you know at least to let me know if she goes to the hospital or if there's a problem um i think they had a miscarriage maybe like maybe the first attempt so like things like that obviously they they're Mm -hmm. understandable so she had a direct line to the academy um if there was an issue, she had to go to the hospital, things like that. She she could call and they would grab him um and, and pull him aside and let him let him talk to her. Okay. You gonna ask any good questions or you just, <laughs> just you know what, motherfucker? I don't run a well, podcast, okay? Can we, can we compare? Can we compare? I don't want to Tobias because was... I'd be embarrassed. What was your dropout rate? Um, you know what? I gotta think about this. Uh, well, we had we had one chick die 
while we were in the academy. What? So yeah. Counts as a what? worst fucking excuse ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about that or would it give you away? Uh, so no, no, that's okay. Uh, no, she got into a crash uh, uh, leaving the academy. Dude, that, that was wild. Uh, like on a Tuesday or something. No, it was a Friday. It was a, you know what? Yeah, we actually did get to leave. Uh, we actually uh, didn't have to sleep in the same room as our entire fucking class. So that was nice. Uh, we had these little apartments, which was oh. kind of it was nice. You know, the <laughs> uh, midnight Asian bowling league upstairs uh, kind of kept us awake at night. But um, was that, that racist? Was, Can I keep that in? Was that racist? I don't know. It was a bunch of Asians that made a bunch of noise at night. So that's what we said it was. I don't know. Cut it if you want. I just solved race relations not long ago, but now you got to <laughs> fucking fuck them up again. Well, this was like 10 years ago. They're still bowling to this day, the legend says. They are. Uh, but no, th- we had these apartments that we stayed in and they were whatever. We 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 still had like room inspections and shit like that. But oh. well, what happened if the room didn't pass inspection? What was your punishment? What would you do? Well, kiss the instructor. Okay, so <laughs> I don't think anyone Andy. ever failed for like their their room being dirty. Uh, what people failed for, <laughs> like not ever their homework done or something. Yeah, there were like very few rules when it came to our living situations. One, you cannot have a member of the opposite sex stay over at night. Uh, even from the bowling league even from the bowling league (laughs) dude you couldn't have alcohol in your room which kind of sucked because i mean we're all over 21 but okay whatever (laughs) i mean we were in a major college town so we went downtown and got shitty and then came back so we didn't while in the academy yeah while in the academy we went was i not paying attention when you said you lived in your academy i guess not Yo, we we lived. No, he didn't. So it's a it's it was a major college town. Wait, what? Where... How big was it? It was a major one. Yes, a major. So it was a major college town. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Was it major or? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to convey the message that it wasn't a community college. Oh, it was the University of Sheboygan. <laughs> anyway, Put a lot of records in Sheboygan. So, don't you know? A eh? yeah. So, I mean, the people they got hemmed up for like uh, murder, room There's inspections, uh, bestiality. <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of an agriculture. Agricultural college, so I thought you said I wouldn't it put it past college, any deputies. Not an agricultural college. Anyway, the people who got jammed up for like room inspections, uh, <laughs> like one of my good buddies. This was like long before I was there. Uh, his now wife stayed the night because she went to this college. 
like stayed the night on some weekend and he got caught and they kicked him out. Um, another one uh, would like, uh, so our room inspections were at like nine o'clock at night. Right. So they would come in from the bars, make it in time for room inspections. The team leader would leave and then they go back out <laughs> and then they get caught cause they're dumb, whatever. Um, <laughs> we did have one guy <laughs> who's, who stayed over with some sorority chick and showed up to PT <laughs> in his, uh, in his street clothes the next morning. And we thought he was going to get kicked out, but he didn't. So that was about the extent of the, uh, the, the violations. Scotch, what would happen to you guys if you had an issue in your room? It was portrayed as a lack of attention to detail, which a police officer must have uh, is an attention to detail. Um, okay. So if we didn't pass room inspection, which was constant, then it would be at least an hour long smoke session of whatever torture they could come up with. Can we just cut the bullshit? Yes. Okay. I'm not kidding. This I, is true. It's what a real. No, no, I, I know you're not trying to be, <laughs> and this is not directed at you. This is directed at paramilitary academies, like trying to relate stuff. Like I get everything you do with the academy is supposed to relate to the job like seriously attention to detail because your shirt hangers are not exactly oh shit i bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose (laughs) yeah do you suck dicks like shit like that like come on get 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 the fuck out okay get on your knees Are you done? <laughs> I'm just waiting Perhaps. on the fucking T-Rex right now. Is it going to come up? Come on. Scare the shit out of me. I wish I would have had this a second ago when you were making fun of Asians. There is no racial bigotry here. <laughs> Oh, what's your point, Tobias? What I'm saying is like, <laughs> I don't, I don't need my fucking shirt hangers to be exactly two fingers <laughs> apart from each other. Just get the fuck out, uh-huh. okay? Of this, not. this has nothing to do what with the, fuck the fucking is that? crime scene. <laughs> what is that? I get what you're saying, Tobias. Like, I'm, I'm listening like to this you. This is sir. this is where I believe that you like treat us like adults right like i know the difference between you will not laugh my... you will not cry you will learn <laughs> by the number i, I am will gonna come you. through this screen and fucking bitch slap you <laughs> your days of finger banging old mary jane rotten crotch through her pretty pink panties 
are over. That's what happened when they fired that chick from Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Can we discuss something serious? No, I don't think so. You gotta be very serious. No, go ahead. First half of Full Metal Jacket is one of the most amazing movies ever. The second half could do without. Greaser, but I'll still watch the whole thing. It's been a long time, but yeah, Dude. I agree. Who my chest hurts? <clears throat> I can't breathe. Okay, so what you you throw a good argument, Tobias? Um, my rebuttal is that uh, I think you'd have to agree that. Not to sound like a bunch of douchebags here, but it takes a kind of a special person to be a police officer. I mean, we we take folks freedom from them. I mean, we I hate to say it like this, but we kind of we legally violate their civil rights. We take their freedom of movement from them. We put them in handcuffs. That was a double negative. So. So therefore, you need your clothes hangers exactly two inches apart. No, no, no. It takes a very special person with a very special personality with very special traits. Well, that's you. I don't I don't want any Joe Blow off the street to deal with my family. I want someone who is well trained, um, who is sociable, who can communicate clearly, who is professional. And who has attention to detail, who can operate under stress. I want that dude dealing with my family, whether they be turds or, you know, they're the victim of a crime or they're in a crash. I want that dude. And it's no, I would trust you to work anything with my family to buy 100%. But I want, I want someone that does pay attention to their coat hangers coming to my burglary where my, chainsaw got stolen out of my building i want the dude that pays attention to the lint ball under their bed i want the dude that squares his rack away in the morning and folds his corners pretty decent i want that dude taking evidence and taking photos and taking fingerprints from you know my my mom's place when it gets broke into i want that dude who knows that there will be negative repercussions for not paying attention to every little thing. You should On take it about side. 10 to 15% off there, Squirrely Dan. On the flip side, I can take I all those those things that you mentioned are important. Okay. Attention to detail. <clears throat> However, I will play devil's advocate here, which I have been doing for the past hour. Um <laughs> I want the dude who can differentiate between what is important and what is not important. What is important? Yeah. uh, You know, fingerprints at a crime scene. Yeah. Important, not important. The organization, my fucking closet. Okay. That, that that's called when we learned that in the Academy, it's called what's important now. W I N. I learned that Hold on a camp. second. Did you remember a fucking acronym from the academy? Bow body. 
bow body. Oh my <laughs> god! I'm starting to take Toby's side. <laughs> Thank you, Tobias. <laughs> Tobias knows what I'm talking about. We're making oh. acronyms. <laughs> the bow body. Bow body. We had a funeral for a bird. <laughs> You're not real, man. Uh, so. Okay. okay. I, I stand. Literally, correct. none of that happened. <laughs> You know what's funny about that is that literally everything he said happened. Yes. Creed is, he might be one of my secret favorites. He might be. I love it. Yeah. Anywho. So, yeah, what's important now? So, and I think uh, Saul made a good point. You know, who who you want to go through the door with you? I, not only... And again, I can only speak from my academy, but not only do I need this dude to be professional and able to handle himself under pressure, but I also need him to be a human being. And I need him to be kind, courteous, and respectful to my family as well. And those things are also, if you are not kind, courteous, and respectful in my academy, then you will pay and you will pay dearly. So there are harsh, immediate punishments for not doing the right thing, 360, not 10% or 120% or, or, or uh, less than 100%. But there's there's repercussions in the field for not doing the right thing, for not being professional, for not paying attention to detail, um, for losing your cool uh, because some, some drunk – idiot is yelling at you there are repercussions if you do not handle yourself properly and a lot of the general public they can't function under those circumstances so a paramilitary you know quote unquote paramilitary academy will weed the folks out that are not going to be able to function under those conditions when Can I, I jump when in I, real quick yes sir please i i have a perception and perceptions aren't always true, but perceptions reality. I, in my humble opinion, I, I think from what I've seen, like obviously talking to you, you are a person that came through one of those quote unquote hardcore academies <clears throat> that is a human being and uh, is humble and has humility and all that good stuff. Is that the same thing? Humble and humility? I don't know. But probably it's something doesn't matter. But I, for example, like in Colorado, I would say the troopers probably have the hardest academy that I've heard of. And a lot of those folks kind of have a stick up their ass. Not all of them. You think, but that's, that's the perception, right? Is, and again, I, this isn't fair. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it's not fair. But I, I feel like sometimes when you have that like hardcore personality, or the hardcore academy, and everyone's going to kill you. That's you know what? Let me take that back. I'm going to take that all that out. I I think sometimes when you have that academy where it's so fucking hardcore, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you said that you guys like talked about being kind. Like I just. I didn't see um, you guys all holding hands and saying kumbaya on the academy. That kind of surprised me based on what you've said about your academy. 
So I'm starting to think that Toby's was maybe a little tougher based on that. But I, but in all seriousness, I just, I feel like sometimes those type of academies can breed stormtroopers. Now I think the college academies can breed pansies too, which is not fair either. But do you, you kind of see where I'm getting at with that scotch? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. I've, I've been around dudes that's been through other academies that were similar to mine that, yeah, they had to stick up their ass. And it kills their personality. It like kills people's it personality if they take it too seriously. Sure. I will I will again, I can't speak with any about any other academy. Legitimately, I can't. Um, but you you want to hate your life, then <laughs> don't call don't call one of the um chow hall staff, ma'am or sir. Like you are to respect the civilian staff on the academy more than your instructor. And God forbid, like one of the one of the chow hall ladies be, you know, stock day or whatever, and they carry unloading a truck or whatever, and you walk by and don't help, you are fucked. You will probably be going home. That they will probably smoke you to the point where you ring the bell and go home. Um, so it's, <clears throat> I, I'm trying, I'm portraying this as all hardcore and yes, it is, I guess, but more than anything, it's respect for society, respect for the, the folks in your communities and helping any way that you can constantly. And if an opportunity to help is missed in the academy, you're going to hate your life for a long time. So that, that, that like those, those qualities also are highlighted and heavily enforced in the Academy as well. Um, it, including just speaking to people. If um, <laughs> we actually had classes and training on mutual conversation with folks um, and not being a straight douchebag, stick up your ass, um, you know, robot. So I understand what you're saying. I've, I've been around dudes that just straight got yelled at for six, eight months or whatever, and then got cut loose to wreak havoc on their communities. Yeah. I've seen that too. Toby. Yeah. Response and rebuttal to me. He's asleep. He didn't have sleep. He didn't have sleep depth. He don't. He's asleep. You're no. You're right. I I'm uh, sorry. no. We had a PT at six and lights out was at ten. So a lot of sleep. Was, then. Yeah, I mean, it, well, okay. Theoretically, <laughs> if it wasn't for the Asians, you guys would have slept well. You know what? I can't help it. They had their midnight bowling lead. Why didn't you join? Midnight you bowling could do apparently lead. Apparently, whatever upstairs. you wanted to. You know what? I you will there never hear no me say. There is no racial bigotry here. <laughs> <laughs> you will never hear me say that it was like uh oh, shit. I don't want to say tough because there were times that where it was tough, but we didn't have sleep deprivation. We weren't in a barracks. So did we go out and party? 
oh fuck yeah we did <laughs> but you know what it was it was team building you know there was a camaraderie uh it might not have been born out of oh man we just got smoked for two hours but it was man we just went and slammed some beers for two hours uh but you know we still have a camaraderie and i have a group of friends that we're still great friends we're still all in law enforcement we still keep up with each other we had great memories sunshine lollipops and (laughs) you know what don't be hating i am hating Okay, eat all you want. That's fine. Before I come to my decision, which I'm going to have Saul help me with, don't come. The superior, I'm going to come. Do not come. Superior. (laughs) What the superior academy is. Do you guys have any closing statements about why you think all officers should go to your chosen type of academy? Scotch, you go first. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, <clears throat> I think that in any agency in any part of the United States, the the main mission, the sole purpose, is to uh, protect the citizens of the United States and uphold the Constitution. And I feel like that's easier said than done and anyone can say that anyone can go through the motions anyone can anyone can go to college look at me i went to college i pt'd every day too i got up at six every day too on my own not because i was forced and i pt'd and i ran five miles every single day and i pt'd my guts out and then i went to class and studied and so and i'm an idiot so anybody can I don't say anybody, but most folks can check the boxes to become a quote unquote police officer, but only special folks have what it takes to uphold the rights of the United States citizens uh, and protect them and handle them like they need to be handled with respect and professionalism. And I think that is my academy perfect? Yes. No. Is my, <laughs> is my is my academy perfect? No, not even close. But I think that you will your product that will be produced from an academy like mine is a better product that the citizens of the United States deserve more than just someone that can pass tests, written tests. Obviously, look at the look at the promotional cycle for most agencies. A lot of guys, a lot that become supervisors, they just did good on a test. Wow. Um, that they just, you know, that doesn't <laughs> mean they're all leaders. For. <laughs> so, I feel like a campus style academy is just folks that can pass the tests. Huh. That there's really no gut check there. And I think the American citizens deserve a gut check in their police officers. And if they can't cut it, they need to go home and try a new profession. And that's all I have to say about that. Huh? 
Huh? Huh? Toby, <laughs> your closing um, statements. Yes. Uh, first of all, Scotch, there were... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to do it again. Go ahead. No, Tobias, fuck was, you, Tobias. That was very disrespectful, sir. And I, you have you have you the full rhyme listening. Here, I'm gonna. I'll mute myself. I'll mute myself. <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like there were a lot of assumptions in your closing statements. Um, first of all, the bit about uh, you know, I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, it was more than just pass and tests. Just because I didn't have the military aspect doesn't mean that it wasn't tough. It was tough in different ways. Um, but to say that a campus-style academy doesn't produce the type of law enforcement officers that the United States deserves is completely asinine and arrogant, which I mean, for a state police Academy is pretty, pretty on par. Um, so I think the United States citizens deserve a humble officer such as one produced by a campus college that's it like no flair or anything like that you're just gonna end like that with a duck oh no i got something i'm working on right now don't you even worry <laughs> oh tell me more he's not used to staying in time frames <laughs> okay don't you even uh, worry Scotch and uh, Toby, I would like you guys to voluntarily mute your microphones while me and Saul discuss the case. Toby, do it. What? You don't follow instructions, you're going to lose. <laughs> Fine. He's not used to following instructions. He can't do it. Now I'm getting there. Just shut the fuck up. Shut, shut your mouth. Okay, Saul, I think we need to come to a unanimous decision here. I believe that they're both right and they're both wrong, and I think it should be a mix of both so you don't get stormtroopers or pussies. What are your thoughts? I couldn't agree more, and we've all seen people from both who, like, look, Scotch and Toby both are the example of why or how each one of those different systems works, right? Um, they're both great law enforcement officers who know what they're doing and can relate to people. I think the problem is it's usually people go an all or nothing approach, right? So if you go stormtrooper model, those are the people who are going to yell at Gam Gam for rolling through a stop sign and scream at her like she just murdered a baby, which I think Tobias is most likely to do. Or given a parking his space. Yeah, given his hostility towards my Gam Gam. But on the other side, you can't, 
I've seen college style academies where, you know, if the shit hits the fan, they're going to be looking for a safe space and call time out and start crying. So <clears throat> there's definitely a mixture of both that you need. And I think the most important thing is realizing that you do need a mixture of both, but also something that Scotch professor Scotch touched on. And I couldn't agree more. In all my years of teaching both lawyers and cops, the one constant that I've noticed across the board that I think is incredibly important, regardless of what kind of structure you're in, is little things become big things. And if you don't pay attention to the little things and the basics, it becomes big problems later. And that's where people get into situations where things can go sideways very, very badly. So if you're in a situation where they're not holding you to a higher standard, kind of alluding to what Scotch was saying, fuck it, hold yourself to the higher standard. At the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror. So I think that Scotch and Toby are both examples of how each system can work, but I think both systems need to be open and embrace certain aspects of the other to make the most amazing people in the world who I would like to snuggle with. Yeah. I, I And just to add one more thing to it that I wanted to, to get in here is there were points in my academy where like hindsight being 2020, the stress inoculation was great, but there was also points where I felt like it hindered learning to a point where it's like, okay, I really want to learn about case law or I really like there's information that's important to learn, but you know, either you're worried about being smoked or, you know, you're too afraid to, fuck up answering a question you can't really learn from it because you're like not taking active part in a class because you don't want to get smoked you know i don't like that shit if that makes sense yeah and i'll say having taught a lot it it's really is a constant anybody out there listening who is taught in any aspect of life whether it's you were a teacher before you got into law enforcement or you teach other areas I think the really good instructors and teachers know when people are being lazy and need to be punished versus when there's always certain points in an academy where the recruits are just overwhelmed and you need to know to throttle back just a touch because they're drowning and you need to let them get a breath of air before you shove their head under the water again. And I think really good instructors know when they need to just take a step back and let people get their footing again before you keep pushing them. And I think part of the problem in some academies is if you get instructors who just run at the same speed all the time, they're not paying attention to that. And that can also be problematic, but teaching methods and knowing how to do that's a whole other topic too. All right, Toby, you have your hand up. What would you like to say? He just likes to raise his hand on the fucking Zoom thing. I think he does. <laughs> Sorry, I, f I forgot I hit my hand up. <laughs> I put that up and then I minimized the screen. Well, and then he was looking at porn. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. But only for <laughs> meme purposes. Obviously. that's the, I mean, that's the only reason you would. Well, did you have something to say or are you just fucking wasting my time? No, I was just wasting your time. And then <laughs> okay, I forgot yeah. about it. So I believe that we've come to a con uh, consensus 
a consensual consensus at that you need a little bit of both. Can you guys accept the terms of that? No, that's fucking stupid. I don't care. Is that about you? Is it... so, so Scott, <laughs> do you accept the terms? Uh, mostly yes. I will gouge out your eyeballs <laughs> and skull fuck you. Is that an order? Are you ordering me to accept the terms? Was it so? We have yeah. solved nothing tonight. We You're solved welcome for tonight. our service. Yeah, thank you. Um, do you guys want to hear some stories? I have some stories I I thought would be good for the podcast. Sure. Story Is this time. the one you already told us? Because you made me. No, Goodbye. I didn't. Oh, Scotch made me. Well, I'll tell you more details. Kangaroo more Court. Details. Huh? Kangaroo what? Court. Kangaroo Court. Okay, so I'm not going to start with that one. I'm going to start with a poop story. It's not my poop. It's somebody else's poop. But it was so amazing that I feel like I need to tell the story. So to give a little background on this, nice. there's a Taco Bell next to the um, store I like to frequent. And I like Taco Bell, and I should probably take that on the list of things I can't eat until I get to this milestone because it's instant diarrhea. Like, we'll drive down, we'll go to Taco Bell, and then the whole time everybody's shopping in the store, I'm taking a shit. <laughs> it's it it's never good. It's delicious for, like, 30 seconds, and then it's pure pain for the next day. That's what she said. Yep. Oh, boy. So... I I go to the bathroom in a, a frantic hurry like I usually do because I should go to the doctor and get my gut checked out. <laughs> and so I go into stall one, which is I, – I think this is a universal thing, but I try not to poop in the big stall in case it's that one in a million times where somebody in a wheelchair needs it. Do you guys see that too? Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, it's in the back of my mind. I yeah, don't. So I need space. That's my world. That's because you are <laughs> handicapped. That's fair. So, it's I, not um, my fault. I walked in there first. Well, I mean, sometimes you oh. can't. You can't help it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wow. Anyway, sometimes you can't help it because uh, they roll in too late. You know. <laughs> but uh, so I go to stall number one and it's just like, why do people fucking piss all over the toilet seat? I hate those people. Dgens, fucking DJ up country Dgens. So things were moving <laughs> too quick. And so I was like, I got to go to the big one. So I go to the big one and uh, it's relatively clean, except they fucking there's a log across <laughs> the the toilet and it is. It might not be the biggest log that I've ever seen, but it was impressive. It was impressive. Uh, it's across the toilet. And so I'm like, my first thought was this person dropped this. It didn't even wipe. They were just like, this is pure. I don't need a wipe, you know, <laughs> which I was impressed by. Right. That's like some fucking guts, you know, <laughs> I feel like you'd at least want to check and make sure there wasn't anything extra. So I go to flush it and it doesn't go down. And I'm like, okay, this is why the toilet paper probably went down. But then I'm left with 
I don't really want to shit on top of the log, but I don't think I have a choice, you know, because I just had Taco Bell. Things are moving, right? Did you just cross the fucking streams? What? Did you just cross the fucking poop streams? You can't poo on another poo. I had to. It's called a log jam. It was a log jam. (laughs) It's acceptable. Well, we all know that your shits are purely liquid anyway, so... They are a few chunks here and there. Yeah. I'll, sometimes I'll Google that and I'm like, is it normal to have diarrhea for like eight years straight? And it's like, <laughs> you should no. have went to the doctors seven years ago in four months. Um, Maybe go to the doctor. But anyway, don't go to the doctor because then they'll tell you there's something wrong. If you don't go to the doctor, there's nothing wrong. That's what I've learned. <laughs> so I do my business. Um, And I forgot an important fact is I went in there and I audibly laughed when I saw the log across it. (laughs) And so the other guy in the bathroom must have thought I was crazy. So I I go take care of my business and I go to flush and my uh, my liquid soup went down around it. But that log was still there standing strong. Legend has it. that It's still sitting across the toilet. (laughs) Dude, you did your part. There's there's nothing more you could have done. You didn't rest your scrote on the log, did you? Well, it's not that big. Well, okay. Here here's I'm thinking a about carrying situation. A, a, a butter knife in situations. I was like gonna that. say you carry a pocket knife on you, don't you? Absolutely. dude. There's no way I would dip my pocket knife. This is why I'm saying desperation. Why is it desperation? That's somebody else's problem, man. Well, I don't know. How desperate are you? Sounds like it was your problem. It's not my problem. It became your problem. Right. I just shit on the log, so it's not a problem. You shit on someone else's shit. That's <laughs> what we do in porta potties. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, come to think of it, I don't know if I've ever actually shat in a porta potty. Oh my god! Ever? I've, yeah. I've I've used like hundreds of them, but I don't know if I've ever, ever actually had to take a shit in one. There is a poo on poo exception if there is no plumbing. If there is plumbing, it's unacceptable. Thank you. Just like Scott, your outhouse is okay. Is it okay? Yeah. You can poo on the poo in the outhouse. Only if it's got a moon cut in the door. Yeah. Well, they all have moon cuts. That makes it an outhouse. If it doesn't have a moon cut, then how would you know? It could just be a shed. Correct. You're changing. Have, you, have you ever had a call involving an outhouse? <clears throat> I've, I've, not involving an outhouse, but I've seen a lot of legitimate outhouses where that's the all that's their that's their legitimate bathroom. There is something nice about shitting outdoors, though, isn't there? That's true. Yep. Agreed. I've shit in a few fields. Of barley? <laughs> That's barley. <laughs> it's barley! Have you guys seen the latest season of Letterkenny? Yes. Not, not yet. It it's started good. out it was... a little... It started out slow, but I thought it was decent by the end. It was yeah. way better than the last couple. Yeah. Season I 9 thought. was embarrassing. And I'm still going to stick to... Uh... Oh, Miss Katie is way hotter than Bonnie McMurray. 
I agree. Bonnie is trash. Bonnie McMurray. No, Bonnie, Bonnie is trash. Bonnie out of this. She, she went. She used to be hot. She is, dude. She became trash. You know what? I I'm not even ashamed to say it, man. Miss McMurray. Oh, goddamn cocksucking yes. and tonics. Yes. Yeah, I'm dude. The Miss McMurray's hot. I don't the, care what anybody says. The scene where they were just talking shit about Jimmy Dickens. It <laughs> 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 pan out and he's standing. It's Dickens there. like Charles. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. All right. Story number two, which I kind of told you guys, but until the details. So did we reach a resolution of Pulag story? What was the what was the culmination of that? I I flushed it and the log remained. Although a little bit of my toilet paper got caught up on the log. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it reminded me of Titanic. Like Kate Winslet was like on the on the door, the log. Oh, I and thought you were gonna see your down. Your <laughs> toilet paper was the string quartet still playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, okay. next time i go to the grocery store i'll give you guys an update if the log's still there did the did the <laughs> did the bathroom not have like a plunger in the stall no what you what? know who i would like to thank for their service the fucking janitors they get paid dick to deal with that shit literally yeah. every single yeah. night god shit all on the uranus <laughs> probably some work release prisoner or the guys who have to clean the gas station bathroom where people shit on the wall yeah well that's the per- same person working the register alright can I give you guys alright that Wait, did opens I... up another story for shit did I tell you about when I had to take a shit on a call no you tell yours first at a motel no I don't remember that I'm was it on the podcast? Sure. Yeah, I think it was. Re- refresh our memories. It, oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember it. I think you told it on the podcast. Yeah, uh, the the plunger uh, sparked my yes. memory. So I was working the second shift, and it was like the end of my shift. Was Gotta it the do... number two shift? It was the number two <laughs> shift. Hello. It was <laughs> Zinger. Yeah. Uh so we got a domestic <laughs> at uh one of our finest motels. So I got there and it turns out the guy had left prior to my arrival and I'm talking to the the female half and there was PC to arrest and so we, uh they give out vehicle description and the guy's name and it turns out his mom lived in like a neighboring trailer park so we had a couple units to go over there and wait to see if he would go to his mom's house because she thought he would and so i'm talking to the victim getting all the story and everything all of a sudden i feel a little rumble and this is it's not your ordinary i think i got a poop rumble it's a <laughs> oh fuck this is uh I'm about to pee out of my butthole rumbles. And so I I try doing the like, okay, mind over matter, I'm starting to sweat here. 
So then I tell her, it's like, okay, I got to run out to my car. I got to grab a camera. I'll give you some paperwork and then get on out of here. So I go out to go out to my car to get all that. And I'm like having to give myself a pep talk out there. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can do this. You're going to get through it. So I, I grab everything. I come back in. Were you able to normally walk or were you doing the clinch walk where you couldn't really bend your knees? Uh, I think I was doing like a modified clinch walk. Like you, you probably wouldn't notice it if you weren't looking for it. But if you knew, you would definitely notice it. And so I come back in and it's like, this is this is happening. So, you know how hotels have like uh, the one public restroom at the front. So you don't have to like go into something. Yeah, they usually have like a a restroom off the lobby. Well, this one had one, but it was employees only. So being that it was about 10 o'clock at night, I do a little shifty shifty look around. Nobody looking slink in there all undetected. So. So for you, buddy. That was for you. I appreciate it. So at first, it was not the explosive diarrhea that I thought it was going to be. It was just like a normal poop, and so I was like, "Oh, okay." But something in the back of my brain was like, yeah, you're not done. <laughs> so so I hung out for a minute. And then all of a sudden the fucking floodgates open and it was just like Niagara Falls of poo. And so meanwhile, uh, as I said, a couple other guys went over to look for this guy. So they're on the radio telling me, yeah, his car is over here. We think he's here. Uh, let me know when you're done. <laughs> and so I'm having to tell him, uh, yeah, yeah, just, just a little bit, just a little bit longer. So I, I go to flush and it does not go down. And so being that it's an employee only, I got to be careful, like coming out, make sure nobody sees me coming out of here because there's no plunger. They're going to know who left a fucking surprise. And so I open the door, I take a peek, don't see anyone, kind of slink out face to face with the only employee working right there. And so I'm faced with a with a moral decision to make. Like, do I leave and pretend that it wasn't me? Yes. <laughs> but they're <laughs> they're gonna know it was me. And so I took the moral high ground that was taught to me at our uh, university academy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I put aside my pride and said, uh, hey, uh, I need to borrow a plunger. (laughs) And she's the, the girl. She was so sweet. She's like. That's all right. We all have problems. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I had to, I had to, 
I had to plunge the toilet and then I went and finished the call and we, yeah, we, we end up resume and he, I thought he was going to fight. And as like in the moment, I'm thinking, damn, it is a good thing. I took a shit because I couldn't imagine like getting in a fight and shit in my pants in the middle of a fight. So, but like uh, a couple weeks later, I was doing some off duty detail and this person approaches me and she's like, Hey, I recognize you. You were at my work. And I was like, Oh yeah, where do you work? And she names the motel and then it clicks that she was the front desk employee that caught me coming out of the bathroom. Oh, You're the God. gentleman with the mighty stool. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, I straight up told her like, look, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was that was my on-duty poop story. Everybody right. from Scotch's Academy would have known what not to eat twelve hours in advance to avoid such a situation. Correct. Well, <laughs> well, their agency probably mandates their every meal, so they they probably get told what to eat. Raccoon and roadkill. We do. I have a, you I have cannot a quick... make decisions for yourself. Oh, I can. It's. I can't wait to go to Biscuit World with you two, but sorry, Lenny, your story. Officer I'm... Scotch cannot make decisions for himself. His agency makes them for him. Yeah. We were getting along so well. I know. I thought we came to a peaceful resolution. It's peaceful. Oh, it's peaceful. Right. But I'm carrying a big stick. I'm never going to share my story. It's not going to happen. Share your story. It's not, not going to happen. All right. I have a big story to share. If people stop talking. Now I'm just thinking about Scotch's big stick. Ah, <laughs> I can't wait to get the dildo. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Shower. Why? It's the equivalent of me sending a dick pic. Yep. Dude, it's like, funny. Okay. We, oh, hold on, we hold on. discussed this. It's not an unsolicited dick pic. It's me asking for it. And it was sure solicited. It, okay. There's a difference between a solicited dick pic and an unsolicited dick pic. I'm asking you, for your dick pic. Are you, <laughs> your dick pic being your glow in the dark clone of Willy. But it's going to be an exact replica aside from the color. Are you the embarrassed? Look, Scotch. No, I'm not question. embarrassed. Are, are you embarrassed? Is that no, it? No, not at all. Nope. Small PP club. Nope. Not it. Not a member. Oh. Are you <laughs> embarrassed about how me big and, it is? Me, me and Toby. <laughs> Are the only members in the group, I guess. It's because it's so you. Yeah. I had a buddy in high school. He's got the biggest dong I've ever seen. He's embarrassed by it. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? I mean, you, guys are everyone. Call me a, you guys are going to call me a freak. Is it that big? Or is there no. a mole? No, I just... I don't know. It's weird. No, it's not. All right, hold on a second. I assume in your fucking stringent academy... You guys all took showers together and shit. We've all Correct. seen a wiener, okay? Yes. Is it a little weird that we want to see your wiener? Yes. But do it. <laughs> what PMPM meetup? We're all going to shower together anyway. Only yeah! if you put it. If you put the picture on a mug and sell it, then I'll send it. Okay, deal. Done. Boom. <laughs> My wife would love that. Hey. I don't know if they. I, I'm sure they would take it down, but I would try. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to call the mug the 
the West Virginian lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So real talk. I'm probably going to find a new distributor of merch because there were some issues with the people that did it this year. So that that could be one way to go out with a bang is try and get away with that. By the way, if anybody knows a good drop shipper that's like reliable, my place was great for years and all of a sudden this fucking Christmas they dropped the ball. But if you guys know anybody, let me know. I I will do it though, Scotch. Just saying. I don't know that I can. All right. I have a, a re- real quick poop story and then I'm going to get into the story of my weekend that I already told you guys, but I'm going to add the details. So I, I think it was when I was coming out here to move, I had the moving truck and yeah. And I, I left before my wife, I don't know, but I was by myself basically in a moving truck. And if you guys are familiar with Colorado and I 76, there's not many places to poop after Sterling. Uh, until you get like Julesburg. And then once you get into Nebraska, there's all kinds of places off of I-80 every 10 miles or so. But there's like a, a, there's nowhere to shit. And I get past Sterling and I'm like, it's starting to bubble pretty good. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to turn around. I got the U-Haul. I got a trailer. It's a pain in the ass. I'll, I can make it. I can make it. So I'm like, I'm sweating and I'm like clenching my cheeks. And I finally pull into this truck stop. I can't remember the name of the town. And I get in there. I get the key to the bathroom. And by the way, the chick that was working that day was fucking amazingly hot. And I usually don't say that about chicks with face tattoos. Mm -hmm. But she was. I'm just saying. She was hot. So I go in there. And this was not a situation where I could shit on shit. It is Filled to the brim with soup. And if I shit in it, it's all over me. Now, remember, I have been like needing to shit for the last half hour and I'm like barely holding it together. I look around, there's no plunger, and I do not want to take the risk of flushing it because I think it's going to go over. So I had to go to the hot chick and say, Do you have a plunger? And she's like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'll go get it. And I was like, no, I'm not making you do this. Because it was gross. I plunged it myself. And thank God it went down. Because, like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it touched cotton on that one. Uh, but it was it was one of the closest calls I've ever had. Um, but it was super awkward. I was like, should I just leave the plunger in there? And she's like, yeah, I'll get it later. So... There's there's a story for you guys about shitting on. You shit. know what's fucking gross is when you plunge a toilet and it like you don't have a tight seal on it and it like sprays the poop water up at you. Sloshes out, yeah. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Should I tell the story about how my dad? I showed that to you guys, right? My dad blamed me and my brothers for clogging the toilet. Yes. <laughs> we all we okay so this this will lead into you know what i'm gonna include this on the on my my story because this all fits in so you guys know i went to colorado over the holidays and uh i just i recorded a bunch of podcasts so you guys wouldn't have to so there would just be some done right so there wasn't like a break on the podcast or anything but so you go to colorado trip's pretty good not a big deal um 
last year I had to leave early, which was on New Year's Eve because of a storm. This year we didn't have to. And I don't know if it was just like in my mind that I was going to make up for not getting a drink with my brothers last year. Let me tell you guys, I do not know if I've been that drunk in my life. I don't know if I've drank that much in my life. I'm too old for that shit, to say the least. Um, I sent a drunk text to one of my friends. I was in somebody's house in that neighborhood where my brother lives. No idea who, where I was at. And I just said, I don't know where I am. Happy New Year's. And I was holding a, a bush latte in my hand. So I, I knew I had good beer at least. I got fucked up to the point where I puked all over my brother's bathroom and made a big mess. And it was a whole ordeal. Needless to say, and honestly, um, can't blame her. Miss PMPM was not terribly happy with my decision to consume that much alcohol the night before we were supposed to travel home. There's a caveat to that. My favorite word, caveat. My brother had a car that he was selling. It was a uh, it's a Toyota Sequoia, and I've been kind of in the market to get a truck um, so we could you know maybe tow a camper and maybe even a boat or something like that. But I just there's been a need for me to have something other than a minivan to fucking haul shit around. And so I kind of been looking for a truck and I was like, shit, this could probably fit the bill. My brother makes a smoking deal for me, but I didn't get a really good chance to talk to my wife about it, but we were pretty on board with, we'll buy it. We'll, we'll, we'll drive home together on New Year's day. Well, when you wake up drunk and you're on a timeline, you can't drive the car home. So, uh, we go to my parents' house on New Year's Day, and then we end up going home. So when at my parents' house, this is where the pooping story comes in. All my brothers are there. All our kids are there. Our wives are there. The next week, my parents, their, their toilet backed up. And so my dad sends an email to me and my brothers and our wives and says, well, it took a week, but the toilet finally backed up from when you guys blew up the bathroom when you were here on New Year's Day. I don't think it was us or it wasn't me because, you know, you know what I do. It ain't logs. I don't know if he was being serious or not. How would you remember? How would he remember what? Who shit maybe, it was? Maybe he checked you, it for corn. I don't know. Maybe when you get hammered drunk, you have solid shits. That sounds backwards. Trust me. That is not true. Okay. Now. My my big little brother, it is possible that he clogged the toilet. I would not put that past him. I think that could have been him. Have done it. A week delay seems a little bit off. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So, we go home. Um, so, yesterday, I uh, I flew back to Colorado to get the Sequoia. And I drove it home today and got here just in time to do the podcast. The moral of the story is I caused this to happen. I didn't have to go back. I didn't have to fly back. I didn't have to waste a weekend. But because I got so drunk on New Year's Eve, too drunk to drive that morning, I had to pay for a plane ticket and spend an extra day away from my family. You are welcome for my service. 
I am the liquor. On a scale of one to ten, how upset was Miss PMPM? A ten, a motherfucker, ten. Understandably, yeah. But I did have a lot of fun. Just saying. Well, what I remember was really fun. Did you have a thought of who should do? What was that? Huh? Scotch asked if you apologize, but I was going to say, I just had a thought of who should do the soundtrack for this podcast, given the overall theme. Kenny Loggins. Oh, ha, fuck. Ha, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. That's pretty good, actually. Because of poop. That's <laughs> classic. So should I name the podcast Danger Zone and then no one's going to know? <laughs> Did he do anything else besides that song? Yes. Yeah, Footloose, motherfucker. Footloose. Footloose sucked. Can I also go out on a limb and say the second Top Gun is better than the first one? No. I haven't seen it yet. Neither. I've heard it's fucking fantastic, though. It is really good, but it's not better than the original. Are they ever? Empire Strikes Back. I, yeah, I, I was I just going to say. say hey. oh my God, here comes the nerd. Even call. Keeled, I think this one might be. Well, I mean, my third marriage is way better than the original. <laughs> You've gotten a lot of mileage out of that joke, Saul. <laughs> Damn, on him out. <laughs> I try. <laughs> hey, did you guys know I got divorced three times? Ha <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's hilarious. Asshole. Well, boys, does anybody have any final thoughts before I end this monstrosity? Yeah. Okay. Do it. You want to hear it? No. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna fart. He's gonna fart. I'm calling. <laughs> uh, all I was gonna say was, I don't. It doesn't matter what academy you go to. I mean, it does. But <laughs> if if you if you start the profession for the correct reasons, then it doesn't. It shouldn't matter to you which academy you go to. Yeah, you should go to where you have the most training, <clears throat> the best training, but. If you if you have a drive and a passion to do this line of work, this career, um, then I have the utmost most respect for you and the best wishes, one hundred and ten percent. So, what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yeah. I think what matters is the person. Be that the boss. Is Toby my turn? Pass the ball to you. Oh. Yeah, it's your turn. Go ahead. It's a little bit of stress. You're probably not used to it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Got you know him. What? Wow. Uh, ah, sorry. That's, uh, you know, too bad. I just ran out of beer. So I'm going to have to march over to my beer fridge <laughs> and back. Uh, let me bust you know my how? favorite cadence. Do you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
damn it, Officer Scotch. Uh, I don't want to agree with you on this podcast where we were supposed to hate each other and argue like the married couple that we are. But I, I'm in agreement. Uh, you know, I just, like I said earlier, from my personal experience, I got hired and I got sent to the academy where I got sent. I just as easily could have got sent to our state police academy, but I didn't. Um, and I think just about anyone who's in my class would have done okay at the state police academy too. So if you're getting into this job, if you go to uh, a campus academy, great. If you go to a militaristic state police academy, it's great too. As long as, uh, you know, the academy is a, is a very short part of your career. Um, I, I, oh God, am I going to get warm and fuzzy here? It's what's on the inside that counts. Uh, no like if you're gonna be out there with any of us it it really doesn't matter where you go what what matters is the work that you put into it and your mindset and your moral compass well said i agree with you Just because I don't want it to be too mature. Saul, <laughs> final thoughts. I want to put work into all of you. Jesus H. Christ. I'm going to put work <laughs> into your gam gam. Oh, She's going to be gam sucking gam. on my buttery biscuits. Jesus. Gam Gam is yet to be on here to defend herself, but she continues to Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Spit them dentures out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, Scotch, did you happen to look at our group chat? Which one? Recently? What do you mean, which one? Yeah, I was dying and started laughing at a random part while you guys were talking. I was hoping that's what you were laughing at. (laughs) Oh, hold on. I saw saw Ben posted something, and I couldn't watch it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so since we haven't uh since we haven't ended this yet, that's what I was doing during closing arguments. Holy so that's why my closing fuck. arguments sucked for the memes. Oh, he beat you in the memes for sure. All right. Well, everybody, on that note, you guys know what to do. Tell a friend, tell a family member. So this podcast can... Oh, wait, you know what? No, hold on a second. I had something to say about Gam Gam. Toby, you're out of fucking line. What? Okay, moms are free game. You leave Gam Gams alone. I think Gam Gams is over the line and unprofessional. And if you went to a real academy, (laughs) you would know that. Hey, you know what? If Gam Gam was in a sorority in that college town, she wouldn't have had a chance. (laughs) All I'll say is my my gam gam is an old school like born in the twenties farm chick from Kentucky. 
she would beat the living shit out of all of us just for cursing. <laughs> That's what I pay her to do. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Well, you guys, now you know what to do. Don't make fun of Gam Gams. Tell everybody about the podcast. Buy some shit. Be a monthly donor and take care of the monthly sponsors. Because without you, I couldn't have my dumbass friends and we couldn't ramble on for two hours about nothing. With that said, I want you guys all to remember. I will gouge out your eyeballs and skull fuck you. I love most of you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Don't make fun of my call at my sign off. Don't do a real academy. You go to a real academy. You're not even a cop. Oh, that was oh I'm just low. kidding. That's not true. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. sorry. I said it because I was mad. He passed his hazmat test. Shh. <laughs>